as Joel said, like we are speaking in the next few weeks about relationships. And tonight I'm going to be speaking about friendships. Yesterday I caught up with a friend that I actually hadn't seen or even really spoken to for, I was trying to work it out, it's like over 23 years. So I haven't seen her for that long. And how it came about is a few months ago, she'd been looking for me. I didn't know that. She'd been looking for me. And uh, some, for some reason, she knew I went to a church but on the Sunshine Coast, but she didn't know what church or where. She wasn't 100% sure. And then, like, three months ago, her daughter passed away from diabetes. And, yeah, which was sad. Like, she was, like, 40. Her daughter had diabetes had an amputation and then never left the hospital, which was, and what happened in that time, someone who just started coming to church here, who was a family friend of hers from New Zealand, went to visit her. And when they walked in there, she said, hey, you guys go to church, don't you, on the Sunshine Coast? And, and they went, yeah, yeah. She goes, you know, I'm looking for a friend, like, I haven't seen her in years, but, like, do you know her? Her name's Teresa. And they're like, yeah, we know her, we know her. But do you see, like, that's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. When, we, when there's something in our heart that we seek and we search for, God will put the right people around us to bring it to pass. And so th- those people actually went to their place, like the ones that come to church here, went to their place and sh- she came over. We talked like viciously for like three hours trying to catch up on 20-something years. Uh, but there's just a... There's something about certain friends that even though we hadn't seen each other for years, there's something still connected. Just like, just like family. You know how family, you don't see them for years, and you come back and you're like, oh, they're family. There's just something in your heart that's like, oh, that's so good. That's like family, and it's that way with her. But God does that, and there's a reason for that. But I'm gonna talk about that a little bit later. Like, um, and it was just so good. It, I felt when I left her, that feeling of being refreshed, of being filled, of just, you, this is so awesome. You know, when you, you've been with someone that you have, and, and you, you're friends now, and you're like, yeah, you leave, and you think, that was so, that was great. You feel filled. I was reading a book this week. Uh, it's written by John Maxwell, and it's about communication. And in it, he's talking about friendship. He said, uh, you're either like a fountain or like a drain, okay, like a fountain or a drain, and that's representing the impact that we have on one another. So, a fountain friend is a friend that's positive, encouraging, supportive, provides refreshment and nourishment, and contributes to your well-being, brings joy and inspiration. That's a fountain friend. You, you know, like right now, you're starting to think of a fountain friend in your life. The other friends, drain friends. They tend to be negative, complaining, or draining, uh, deplete you emotionally and mentally, and uh, a burden to others with problems or pessimism. So right now, again, you're thinking about somebody who might be a drain in your life. Don't don't start nudging people. No, no, I, I see people back there talking, and no, no, no nudging. No, 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 no. This is not what that's about. We're not here to judge people. This is just, I want to give you an example of like, so there's the fountains and drains. Now, I've had both types of friends, fountains and drains, but I have also in my lifetime 
been both types of friends, a fountain and a drain. So just saying, you probably have too, but anyway, I'm just talking about me at the moment. <laughs> but there's been times throughout my life when uh, I've had no friends, no friends at all. I moved a lot. I moved to three different schools, not just schools, but locations. So I, I was brought up in New Zealand, but three different parts of New Zealand. And every time you go to school the first day, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have any cousins there or anything. It was just no one, didn't know anyone. So I get there and I think, oh, it's time to make friends again. And then I moved to Australia. So Australia is different altogether, different culture. Uh, I lived in Sydney, I've lived in Perth, I've lived in Brisbane, I've lived in Mackay, and then I've lived on the Sunshine Coast. But every time I've had to make friends. So I've had a lot of experience in making friends, many. So I hope that I'm gonna help you tonight if you, if you need to make some friends, some fountain friends. That's what we're gonna be talking about. So in Proverbs 18:24, it says, a man that has friends must himself be friendly. And there is a friend that sticks closer than a brother. The best way to have a friend is to be one, to be a friend. Friendship is powerful. God has put, us, uh, has put into our heart the desire to know and to be known, the desire to love and to be loved. In John 13, 34, it says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you, so you must love one another. We're called to love one another. Victor just talked about that when he shared before. You know, and we think that uh, we can actually choose who we're gonna be. But in the early stages of our lives, we're shaped by our family. And then the rest of our life, we're shaped by our friends. It's the community that forms and shapes you. I don't know if you've thought about that before. You know, you, you think, oh no, I'm just gonna be who I am. No, no, you're who you are. Your community that you are around with, who you hang with, you do become, you become. In Proverbs 12, 26, it says, the righteous choose their friends carefully. So there's different types of friends. There's different types of friends. There's friends uh, that, you know, there's work friends, social friends, sports friends, family friends, close friends. But people come into our lives for a reason, a season, or life, or sometimes God places them in your life. The first one, a reason. I used to share trade, and I had two share trading friends. So we would spend hours, and I mean eight hours at a time together analyzing shares. I loved it, it was fun, and we'd go to lunch. We were friends, and this is for three years, two, three years. We were friends, we'd hang out. Then I stopped trading. And it's not like we had a big fight and a falling out. We just didn't have that common thing because we were friends for a reason. We helped each other to trade. That's what we did. So that's an example. Sometimes you can probably think of someone that you've been, had been a friend with for a reason. And then you think, oh, what happened to that? Well, some things are just naturally fall of themselves because you don't have that reason anymore. So it's okay. It's all good. Don't worry about it. It's all, all good. And then uh, a season. You know, seasons change and life is change. Seasonal friends can be a reflection on your personal growth. So, you know, it's good to allow your friends and yourself to go through different seasons. Sometimes you might be single and then you get married and friends change. And then you might have a child and then your friends change again. You start hanging out with people with other little kids. It's, it's just a natural part of life. It's seasonal, it's all okay. Or you might go to the gym, then you don't go to the gym. You might go to Pilates and you hang up with your Pilates friends and you don't go there anymore. Then, yeah, this is what happens, it's seasonal. 
seasonal friends. And then you've got friends that are for life. Oh, they believe in you fiercely. They're cheering you on with love, with enthusiasm, no matter what's happening in your life. Not everyone is going to be your friend for life. You don't need everyone to be your friend for life. If you've got a couple of friends for life, or even if you've got one friend for life, they are uh, a different kind of friend. I've got a friend that's been my friend for over 30 years now. We met when we were, our children, our, our two kids, well, she's got three, but the two oldest ones are the same age. They're born, you know, within weeks of each other. So we met each other. Uh, we both used to be in a haka boogie group. If you don't know what that is, a multi-culture group where we you'd sing and dance, like we used to be at South Brisbane, that South Bank, and perform. Uh, so we met each other in that group. So they were like my community. Every person in that group were my community at that time. But even when I stopped doing that, we were still very close friends. We worked together, got the same culture. We're both from New Zealand, both Māori. Uh, yeah, we worked together. We've travelled a lot together. She lives in Brisbane. We meet at least probably once a month at North Lakes to catch up. We go there. We go to the food court and we sit at the food court and talk for four hours, and then we go home. <laughs> but but this, is where, this is what we do, because that's we meet, and in between that, we FaceTime so we, and we talk. But, but we're, we're just good friends, and so we don't have to live in the same place. There's a, a life thing between us. We've got friends, like just life friends. And uh, she was the one who actually invited me to church. Yeah, so who, you know, she started going to church. So, and you might be here tonight, and you don't have a relationship with God. Well, honestly, it's the thing that changed my life, and that would be like 20 years ago, changed my life forever. So I'm going to give you an opportunity a little bit later on to have a relationship with him. So a friend for life. And then there's friends that God chooses for you, and now to do with your destiny. What God is calling you into or what he's calling you out of. Sometimes you'll meet someone so that it gets you out of something that you're in. Or sometimes you'll meet someone because that's what you need to be going into. So they're friends. So one of, one of these is David and Jonathan in the Bible. Like David, we just talked about him before. David, like he just, he killed Goliath the giant and David had been chosen by God to be the future king. And, but Jonathan's father, Saul, was the king at the time. But what happened in 1 Samuel... Uh, 18.1, it says, after David had finished talking with Saul, Jonathan became one in spirit with David and he loved him as himself. See, when God revealed what was in David, what was in Jonathan instantly came alive. Jonathan realized that he was assigned to David's destiny. There is probably someone, and you may, they may be in the room now, or they, they might not be, that God is assigned to your destiny, to help you to go there. It might be, if you're doing Alpha, it might be your Alpha facilitator. It might be Liam or it might be Paula. There, there's someone assigning that's going to help you to wherever your destiny is meant to go. So that's what God does. He does that. So King Saul became jealous of David because everyone was singing this song about, you know, they were praising David and, and they, they, with the measuring stick, they were going, Saul killed the thousands, but David killed tens of thousands. Awesome. So, that, so he got jealous of that. He's thinking like, no, that's just not cool. But a friend like Jonathan, he was not envious of his friend's elevation. That's what a friend is. If, 
if your friend is elevating light, you're cheering them on. You're not trying to pull them down. You're not trying to keep them down. You're not trying to pull them back. No, you're cheering them on. That's what a friend is saying. Jonathan's friendship with David was at the cost of his own career. He was actually the next in line to be the king. But he knew that David was anointed to be king. This is what a friend like that, that God has chosen for. And he saved David's life numerous times by warning him because his father was going crazy and wanted to kill him. So it takes courage to actually stand up for friends, especially if they're being bullied or they're being hurt. You know, and sometimes you might think that some friends, spiritually, you know, it makes sense, but really you think, I don't even know why we'd actually be friends. But that's the thing. God has placed that person with you. And there are times in your life when you take on a giant, an obstacle, a financial issue, like Victor talked about, the rent thing, like a relational issue. But God strategically places people alongside you to say, get up get going. Keep going. You've got this. God is with you. He is for you. That's what friends do. They lead you out of like obstacles, help you through them. So while we may not get to choose uh, what we go through, we do actually get to choose who we go through it with. So there's, there's like three things, three ways to develop fountain friendships, life-giving friendships. The first one is to show up. Keep showing up. Be there, invest the time. Uh, your physical presence is essential, or, or even face on like, but you need to make an effort to make friends. Keep in contact. You know, the other the person that you can call at 2 a.m. in the morning, and you need a ride, and your friend's not like going, what, what's up? No, they're already getting ready. They're getting, they're going, where are you? They're already getting their gear on. They're getting their keys for the car to get, that's what a friend is. A friend shows up in a time of need. In Proverbs 17, 7, it says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. A friend loves at all times does not mean that if you are friends, you have to spend all of your time together. Okay? Some people think that, but it's not. It means all kinds of time. Good times, bad times. Ordinary time, routine time. Being there. So when I first uh, went along to church, I didn't have any Christian friends. You might be in the same boat as me. And it was awkward. It was so awkward. Like, there was all these awkward people. And it's part of the reason that I would come in late, sit down the back, and then as soon as it was over, I would be running out the door because I didn't feel like I fit. I was a runner, but I didn't have friends. And God spoke to me because uh, I'm like, oh, that church, you know, they're just so not friendly. They're not friendly. No one's being my friend there. No one's talking to me and stuff like that. And God said to me, like, you be friendly. And this is what I mean, like to, to have a friend, we need to be a friend. So, so in groups, as Victor talked about earlier, that's a way that you can show up. Just keep going, like he did, just keep going. Because you don't know, it might not just be for you, it's to help whoever's in the group. You might be there to help them. So celebrate the good times and share the not so good times. The second thing is to build trust. We build trust by being reliable, keeping your word, being loyal, showing Showing up when, when you need to move, uh, when you're sick, in time of need. Uh, my friend Caroline had a brain tumour five years ago and uh, we'd just been come back from New Zealand on a, a trip and I thought, I thought, I don't know, I just thought she was quieter than normal but I didn't know. Anyway, she ended up having a brain tumour, uh, nearly died when they tried to operate on it, didn't get the whole thing at, out 
she, she got a, um, an expert brain surgeon, tumor, and he actually got the whole thing out. But there were times, it, took a, it was a long-term recovery time, so she was in hospital a lot, and I used to go there and just sit there. She, was like hardly, she would hardly talk, it just hurt her to talk, it just, even to text it, it, it was hard. So I would, I would text her, and at the end I'd go, don't text back, you know, don't bother texting back, because that's just, you've just got to be with them where they're at. Be with them, build trust. In 1 Corinthians 13, 7, it says, if you love someone, you will be loyal to him, no matter what the cost. You will always believe in him, always expect the best of him, and always stand your ground in defending him. That's what a friend does. A friend does not pull the other friend down. Oh, did you see what they did to another friend? No, a friend backs them up, is there, stands beside them, lifts them up, speaks well of them. That's what a friend does, is loyal. So, and they keep confidences. So when they share something with you, they're not talking to their other friends about, did you hear what happened with this? No, it's keeping a confidence. You keep confidence with a, a friend. Because sometimes people, when you're vulnerable and you share, it might be your worst fear, it might be your worst hurt. It might, you don't want that being talked about by other people. That's why you share it with a, a close friend, a fountain friend, a friend that can keep trust. Uh, in Proverbs 11.3, it says, a gossip tells everything, but a true friend will keep a secret. And E. Hubbard, he said, a true friend is the person who knows all about you and still likes you. Yeah, I know, that's right. So, so that's first one, showing up, building trust. And the third thing is bringing out the best in people. In Proverbs 27, 17, it says, as iron sharpens iron, a friend sharpens a friend. Help people become the people uh, that they cannot be without you. Do you know God has placed people around you that you can't become what you're called to become without them. You need people and people need you. You cannot do your destiny alone. So, you know, help other people get their dreams. Help other people get their desires because you can rest assured that it's either that person or God will place someone in your world that will help you achieve your dreams. That's what he does. We sharpen ourselves of each other. So they challenge you lovingly. They're really, you know, they challenge you. Uh, they're people that are in your corner. They believe in your potential. They know that there's something in you. You know when there's days that you're feeling like you're hopeless or you're feeling like there's nothing. You know, I can't do anything right. Uh, I don't know if you have those days. I've had those days before where you feel like, oh, you know, or you feel down because one of your family is, is hurt or whatever. I remember the time when my grandfather died. I was destroyed. I was very close to him. And my friend, that same friend, uh, didn't ask me if she could come over. She actually told someone else she was just coming over. And she came over and she bought all this stuff to make poise. They're actually, you know, in Huckaboogie, that's like, do you know what a poi is? It's, a, it's a, like a ball on a string and you twirl it around. That's right. So she came and she made poise with me just to be with me to help me through that time. This is what... A friend does, really does it. Like, there are people in your corner. They, they're, they're just there at the right time. They give you feedback, but lovingly. See, in Proverbs 24, 26, it says, an honest answer 
is a sign of true friendship. In Proverbs 27, 6, it said, wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. That is exactly, that's so true, isn't it? Uh, you know, they tell you when you've got lettuce in your teeth. They tell you when you've got uh, toilet paper on your stiletto here when you walk out of the toilet. They tell you all these things. When you've got, they tell you these things because they care about you. They, they do, they care about you. So we're better people because of the friends that are in our lives. And I'm sure you're thinking about even you might be sitting next to them tonight, or you might not be. You might be thinking, well, you know what? I am better because of that person. I know that I'm better because of my friend. She's taught me a lot of things, but one of the main things she taught me was to, like, she's bold as, like, and I was not bold. I didn't like to ask people for anything because I always felt like I was putting them out. That was just a part, like, like how I'd been brought up like that. No, don't ask. No, don't ask. Like, you're just going to put someone out if you ask them that. Oh, no, no, no. You know, like, apologize for being on the planet. Like, no. No, it's not like that. You don't have to be like that. So, but she's bold as anything. She would just ask anybody for anything. I'm thinking, because I used to think, oh, my gosh. Like, that's just terrible. I can't believe that she did that. But no, she's bold. People are going to give you an answer. They're either going to say yes or no. And it just surprised me. Most of the time, people would say yes. I'm thinking, really? But... That's what she taught me. That's one of the greatest things. It's a great gift that she taught me was just continuing to be bold. I mean, now I don't have any issues asking someone for help. When you really think about it, if somebody asked you for help, would you do it? Yes, you would. Most things you would. If, like, but, so don't come from, oh, no, I don't want to ask them because I'm going to put them out. I don't want to ask them to help me move because, you know, they've got a ute and all that. Oh, no, no. People want to help you. It's, you know, people do want to help you. So we want to show up. We want to build trust and we want to bring out the best in each other. My friend that I caught up with yesterday, I mean, there is a reason and I, I know it. Like, because she was saying to me the whole time, she says, I don't know why, but I just felt there was something in me. She doesn't, she, she believes about God, but doesn't have a relationship with God. She says, there was just something in me that I felt like I had to find you. And like, that's the thing, you know, because I pray that my friends will come to know God. And so this is what God can do. He, he's, he's led her to find me, to seek me out. And then yesterday, we had, like, the best time. And she's probably going to come up again. But she goes, oh, you know, I might, I might come to that church, you know, your church. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, but, but there's a plan. God's got a plan for her. Like, and, and he has. God's got a plan for you and your friends. So I want you to think about your friend, like one of your fountain friends now, and what is it that you can do to help them? What can you do that will help them in their destiny? What can you do that will help them? Like, you know, and it might be just a practical thing, but we want to help friends. So I just want you to, uh, what we're going to do, we're going to pray for some specific things about friends. Like, let's stand to our feet. I'll have the band up now, please. So I had a picture when I was praying this afternoon, and it was like there was a friend, and I really feel um, a friend was there who turned their back on, on it might be a, a couple of people, turned their back, and, like, the friendship is damaged. And I, I sense that, uh, you know, God, in the Bible it talks about God, heals the brokenhearted. I feel that it's really hurt painfully, like brokenhearted, like this friend 
So very soon, like we're going to pray for that. We're going to pray for those that have had a friend turn. The second one is uh, we're going to pray for restoration. And it's not necessarily a restoration for your friend, like that, like that one that turned. I just want you to know that sometimes it is a restoration. For some people, it's one of those things we just need to let go. So I feel that God's going to bring healing and you're going to know whether it's restoration or whether it's a let go. Sometimes we just need to release, release and move on. All right. So we're going to pray for that. I also want to pray for people who are lonely. You know, God puts the solitary in families. That's what he does because he loves people. We can be in a room full of people and still be lonely. Lonely's, lonely's in here, like on the inside. I want to, so we're praying for friends, turn your back, friends for restoration, and friends, uh, and people that are lonely and want friends. Even if you're here tonight and you, want, you just want those life-giving fountain friends and a lifelong friend, you know, a life friend. So let's close your eyes. If that's you tonight, if you're one of those four types of things, if you, you've felt that somebody's turned their back on you and there's pain and hurt, brokenheartedness, or whether there's uh, restoration, you, pray, you want re prayer for restoration, or if you want a lifelong friend, or if you're lonely, I just want you to raise your hand where you are. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you see every hand raised. Oh, Lord, I thank you that you're here in this place. And you do. You do set the solitary in families. You love people. Father, I just pray for those that are brokenhearted, Father, that you'd come now, that you'd bring healing, that you'd bring hope. I just thank you, Lord, that your grace, Father, is sufficient for them. Oh, I just see healing, just the oil of healing being poured into your heart by his Spirit. Oh, Lord, I just thank you, Father, for those that need restoration of friendships, broken friendships. Father, I just pray for strategies. I pray, Lord, that you would intervene, that you would help, that you would guide, that you'd give wisdom in Jesus' name. And Lord, I just thank you, Father, and we lift up those that are lonely, Lord. You've got a person for them in Jesus' name. Oh, Father, I just pray that you'd bring them before them. And Lord, I just pray that you'd give them courage to make friends, courage to stand up, courage to connect with people, courage to step out. I thank you, Father, that you are the King. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen, amen.